little elf, another great Christmas. Ah, man, it's fun, it's fun. Same thing every year. So let's have a funky Christmas. No, I'm down, let's go. Come on, come on. Uh-huh. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, where's that beat from? Check it out. Welcome to the second day of Crapmas. Tom, it's Boxing Day already. It's Boxing Day. It's that day when you go and see other members of the family you didn't see on Christmas Day or not. Or not. And you should watch all the Rocky films. That's why it's called Boxing Day. Hey. Everybody knows that. Hey, yo. Yes. So you should do. Um, wow. Things. You know, the space of 24 hours, mate. So much has happened. Um, I mean, we talked about, you know, just yesterday, how it was like inclemently warm for a Christmas day. And now you think, you know, the day after, it's like, there's a bit of a chill in the air. There's a bit of a chill in the air. You know, suddenly the sun seems to be going down a lot earlier and weird in just that space of 24 hours, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, bit of a... It was, you know, Christmas day was like summer. This is like autumnal. Oh, I see what you've done there. You know what I mean? Even you know, even uh, though we're in. Oh, yeah, because it's it's December. Of course, it, it's Saturday. It's Saturday, December the twenty sixth. It's Boxing Day, and um, yeah, used a bit of turkey up. Had the usual uh, turkey curry on Boxing Day to use. Uh... Fried some some sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where loads left? Bit of gammon. Oh, gammon chocolate. You know, obviously the chocolate was opened up yesterday. I had a few of them. It's nice. Not together, not gammon and chocolate. No, together. not a good mix. That'd be, that'd be weird. It would be weird. Um, still getting stuck into that massive uh, 65 inch OLED television that Ramrod bought me for Christmas, mate. It's, yeah, he's a, he's a class act. He's really a class act. He, he's, he's not tweeted about it, though. He's being, he's being so sort of modest. He's not, yeah. you know, we're yeah, here at Boxing Day. He's not tweeted about it. Um, I would encourage listeners, you know, just to, to tweet at Ramrod's underscore purge and just say, you know, Tweet us your Christmas present to Dave, you know, because I'm sure you're all waiting to see this massive TV. Yeah, it's, it's like you sent me a photo of over earlier, and it's just, it's just incredible. It is. It's amazing, mate. Uh, not as amazing, though. I mean, you know, we talked yesterday, didn't we, on uh, on Christmas Day, about, you know, we talked about how just a few months ago, you know, the, the Queen was found dead. Um, 
coked up on the toilet with a dildo up her ass. It's you know yeah, that, that she's was, still dead. Uh, I'll just uh... nothing. She's she's not come back to life. We, you know, please don't surprise me with the the Queen is a zombie story. Um, no, um, but what? Who would have thought? And this is I'm, my mind is still reeling, mate. Who would have thought that Boxing Day 2015 would be the day that we made first contact? Who would have thought that? Uh, I know. Didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming. It's like you know, I was sat there with you know my turkey curry. BBC News pops up, and it's. I mean, I thought the surprise would be you know, not only does this mothership appear, but it lands in Cornwall of all places. You know, normally you think it'd be Washington, New York, somewhere in the states. But then when they come out and they all look exactly the same as Donald Trump, I mean, what, yeah. the, what the fuck's going on there? What did what yeah. did he want? Did you see the uh, a president's address? I haven't seen uh, it, mate. No, no. Yeah, obviously, I'm still trying to get my head around the fact that you know it was just last month that the president is now actually Bill Pullman. Um, it was just it, you know that's weird enough, but yeah, Bill Pullman, President Pullman. Sorry, he was you know he, he gave the old Independence Day speech, which is uh, ironic. Moment. He, Month after he comes into office, aliens land. So conspiracy theory. Yeah, to, to, to change it to Boxing Day from Independence Day, but <laughs> it, you know it's sort of it's still carried. So who'd have thought that 2015 would end like this, mate? It's all going crazy. Yeah, no, I know. Mm. President Pullman, Queen dead. Well, that's all that Queen thing coming a mile off, but you know. It's... Well, yeah, you did. To be honest, mate, you did tip me off about it. You did, you know, you were comments behind the scenes about you know coke habit and you know. Of course, you didn't want to make it public for you know yeah. fear of being brought up for treason and so on. But yeah, snorting snow, coke out of a corgi's asshole, it's not a. It's it's not something that you want on the front page of uh, <laughs> of the Times, is it? No, but it ended up on the front page of EDP, which is our uh, Norwich newspaper. They got the exclusive. <laughs> bit weird. Yeah, Eastern Daily Press got in there. What a what a weird yeah. I'm just waiting to see. You know, it, are we gonna? Is some sort of alien war gonna happen now? We've made first contact. Are they friendly? Who knows? We'll have to. You know, maybe maybe we'll know more tomorrow. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I would, maybe life will imitate art, and uh, President Pullman will uh, get Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum and uh, that uh, that Jewish guy in. if you're ever in trouble mate just call on any random jewish guy you'll be fine you'll be all right yeah yeah. um anyway let's 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 move on from the crazy news that's been happening this holiday season um to the 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 second day of crapmas the second movie uh it was your pick mate so do you want to uh introduce it and say a few words about it and so on and uh we did well. We we did the box art and everything last time, and the blurb on the back. And we get one thing I am going to point out first, though. I mean, you derided me for Naked Campus, and it's four point eight score on IMDb. I do want to point out that this is a three point one on IMDb. Naked, <laughs> Naked Campus's four point eight is incredibly generous. <laughs> incredibly generous. I've got the box uh, for my pick in front of me and I've got a little bit about the star as well he seems a mysterious man but not as much as you'd think so mm. yeah so I chose for the second day of Crapmas on this Boxing Day because it's Boxing Day Low Blow Low Blow yes starring Leo Fong F-O-N-G not T-H-O-N-G and Cameron Mitch Okay, we'll get to Cameron Mitchell in a minute. It's directed by a man called Ooh, Frank Harris. You, you just broke, just for the listeners there, I'm not going to edit, but you did just break up a bit, but it was Cam- we did hear it, it was Cameron Mitchell. You just broke up a tiny yeah. little bit, mate. Oh, right, Cameron Mitchell. I think it's the by... aliens, sorry. I think it could be the aliens sort of fucking around with, you know, the the atmosphere and that. So if, if we do get any more sound issues, it's because, you know, we have made first contact today. 
Yeah, yeah, that's clearly why. Um, yeah, directed by a guy called Frank Harris and distributed on DVD in the UK by a company called 23rd Century. <laughs> Not content with 21st Century. No, we're far further into the future. Yep. Um, and the tagline is, only a Kung Fu master can take down this cult. Or, the one I prefer, if you go on IMDb and do an all search for Low Blow, where, of course, as you said, it's uh, rocking a 3.1. <laughs> The tag, the tagline, is. Sorry, there's just a flying saucer going past outside. For fuck's sake! Jesus Christ! If anything, if we hear any explosions or anything outside, that's you know we could be at war. Yeah. We, we, we could be broadcasting live as an alien war starts. So. Yeah. Again, apologies for that. The tagline on IMDb: When the odds are against you, hit hard, hit first, and hit with a low. Blow. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. That's um, uh, and uh, yeah. For, okay, the box, the box art, the box art is just remarkable. It's just it's Fong, it's Mitchell, and there's a bloke with no face, literally holding a shotgun. Uh, literally, with the man no, has no face. With it's, no face. <laughs> yeah, it's just blacked out. It's not. He's not wearing a balaclava. He's literally his head's been blacked out. He's like I don't know if that's Chris Benoit or something, but he has been eradicated <laughs> from the cover. This cost ninety nine p. I bought this in. Um, in Wrexham, I believe, on one of my visits. Ah, okay. Yeah, I can't remember which shop it was, but um, it might have been C... No, it wasn't a CEX. It was a, it was a different shop. You did well, uh, though. You struck gold, didn't you, when you were up here? You, yeah, you yeah. Quite a few countless, good ones. Yeah, a few times. And, yeah, this wasn't one of them, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the, uh, the synopsis on the back of the case. On the outskirts of San Francisco, a killer is the leader of a mind-warping cult. Just a bit of weird grammar there immediately. Um, Yarakunda, he'd only utter the word, and his devoted followers embark on a rampage of murder and destruction. Well, they don't. Um, <laughs> to be fair, no. um, when the daughter of a wealthy industrialist, Templeton, fall under the cult spell, that okay, again, falls under the cult spell would probably be better. Hmm. Uh, her father hires ex cop Joe Wong to find and free her. He enlists for help of five underground martial artists, again, not really underground, and there's more than five, um, who fight by his side <laughs> as they take... There's five main ones, and then yeah. there's like a periphery ones. We'll get to it. Yeah. Um, as they take on a deadly cult. Oh, this... Mate, can you hear that? It's that alien has assimilated via chip... The, the chip, chip fan. The chip fan that normally only calls round here on a Friday is now obviously thinking the world could come to an end and is coming round here on a Saturday trying to make the last few quid. Although why you'd want to make the last few quid when the world is going to be exploded, I don't know. But, you know, it's Wales. Yeah. Um, a bit about the director, Frank Harris. He's directed other films, believe it or not. Um, a film called Kill Point in 1984, mm -hmm. uh, which has Richard Roundtree and Leo Fong in it. And also Cameron Mitchell. Hello. All right, make a note of that. <laughs> <laughs> He directed The Patriot, not that one. It's a 1986 one, which got 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Stars Greg Henry. Mm. Um, Girl Talk, 1989. Jesus. <laughs> what? Is that, is that a, just a, a pure exclamation a, about his next film, or is that the title of the film? It's, it's a short film. Uh, four lonely women decide to get together during the weekend to talk about their per personal conflicts, to get away from men and have some fun, etc., etc. It's got a 0, 0.0 on IMDb. Oh my god, I've never seen any anything on 0.0. .0. Oh, 
Oh, Lord. Um, lockdown. Um, a bit more respectable 5.7. It's got Richard Lynch in, so... And uh, the last film he directed was 1990's Aftershock, which has got uh, John Saxon, Russ Tamblin, and Christopher Mitchum in. Mm. So it's not exactly... Starry. Now, Leo Fox... Oh, you're breaking up again. I keep... I'm not missing... I'm not... It's missing. It's though as though you're saying something, mate, and then... It's gonna. It goes quiet for a second, and then it carries on exactly where you left off, which is kind of weird. We shall investigate. Oh, if it carries on, we shall investigate. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Leo Fong is the guy who stars in, wrote, produced, and you know he's one of them, a jack of all trades and master of none. Um, he was. <laughs> he was born in uh, China, in November 1928. He's still alive, um, according to Wikipedia. Um, in his early years, he got into like fights. He, he moved uh, to America when he was five to Washington, and his fights—he got into fights at school. He was suffered uh, suffered racial taunts, um, and in, at the age of twelve, he bought a book called *The Fundamentals of Boxing* by Barney Ross. Oh my word! Barney Ross, being a famous American boxer, who was born in December 1909 in New York City, so. Barney Ross in the Expendables is mm. named after him, which I never knew. Exactly, and considering this a tie into this, where you, you know you could argue that uh, you know Leo Fong, aka Joe Wong, in these movies, just builds his own band of Expendables in this movie, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, a bit, of, bit say, of a link there. You could say that. Um, yeah, he, he he took up boxing. Um, he got into martial arts, judo, jujitsu. Um, he was a sparring partner and friend of Bruce Lee. Wow. And um, his first film was Murder in the Orient in 1974, a Filipino martial arts exploitation film, um, and various others in the 70s. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he's just done his, um, his most recent film, is Transformed, which also featured Tadashi Yamashita and uh, former guest of the show, Fred Verhammer Williamson. Mm. So uh, that was 2005. So, uh, yeah, he's still going, and yes, still making these films. But this film is low below. And, Ooh, no, uh, I'm looking, actually, I'm on IMDb now, mate, because I was looking at Leo Fong, because I saw that um, Low Blow was just the first time that he played the character of Joe Wong. Ah, I was going to get to that. Ah, okay then, okay. Because, oh, I, yes, are you gonna, are you, because you said about 2005, have you seen what's currently filming for release in 2016? No. Okay, well, I'll just say that he, there, there's a movie being filmed right now called Hardway Heroes for release next year, where he does again oh. repl- reprise the, the uh, role of Joe Wong. Yeah, but he's 86. Well, yeah, considering what he does in this, he could still do it. <laughs> but to be honest, I thought he was 86 in low blocks. <laughs> right, okay. Come on, then. We're, we're into it. Okay, let's run through what happens to the film. Well, we're thrown straight into the action. Um, and um, I can't really understand what anyone's saying in the opening scene, but basically a, um, a cafe is being held up. Um, and this is, like, this is how much we're thrown into a film. There's this bloke who's Leo Fong, or Joe Wong, who works over the road in some offices, and he hears all the commotion, comes mm. over, shoots the robbers, Tells the waitress to cancel his order that he just made and leaves. That is, it's just like, who is he? 
We're not told. We're not told what he does or what no. he used to do or anything. No. It's just this this old sort of stocky man. <laughs> that was very polite, Tom. <laughs> That's one of my point, first points. How old do you think he is? He looks in this. Now, no, no, no. This would be what what you were said. Uh, what you would have said um, at the time of watching. But obviously, I've told you his age now. Yeah, I would. I would have said he was like sort of, definitely mid to late fifties. So in this, he would have been, if it was 1986. Yeah, and he was born in 28. So he would have been... Six... Oh, no, okay, that's wrong. He'd have been 38. Yeah, he'd have been 38. 58? No, 38. If he was born in 1928... Yeah, and it's 1986. Oh, no, no. Fuck off, was he 38 in this? <laughs> he was 38. No way. No, yeah, okay, yeah, that is correct. No, no, but it's not. It's not correct. There's no way he was 38. Look at him. He's fucking decrepit. No, he wasn't. What am I on about? If he's born in 20, oh Jesus Christ, this is this is too too many bloody turkey turkey uh, curry. 1928. God, I'm usually pretty good at maths, believe it or not. He was. He was. He was 58. He was 58. 58. That's yeah. a bit more believable. But, but still. Yeah. yeah, 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 and he would be eighty-six. But this now. scene, this scene—I mean, the opening scene—it reminded me. Do you remember the start of Dirty Harry, where Dirty Harry's like having a hot dog, and he's he's sat there in like the diner, and the the alarms go off outside, and there's the robbery of the bank, and he hears it all, and he goes outside. Reminds me of that, but not as good. But no. it's like, how does he hear it? Because there's this diner that's on the opposite side of the road. His office is, you know, obviously on the other side of the road, and he's like on the second floor up above it. And he just like mysteriously knows what's going on, and then he opens it. He walks across, <laughs> he opens the door, and the door's barely open. And he asks, he immediately asks for a hand sandwich, straight away, like you do. I mean, do you walk into subway or anywhere and you open the door, ignore the queues or anything, and go hand sandwich? Yeah, but that was that's one of my points. You know, after this scene. He's just like bowling around like San Francisco, like he owns a place. You know, I was lead, being led to believe he actually ran San Francisco. Because this, this he can is... walk, he can walk into restaurants and ask for like just yeah. bark out his order bark and then out the bark orders. out and bark out that it's cancelled or don't worry about the sandwich. Because he does shoot one of the bad guys in this diner, and um, I don't know if you noticed, mate, but when he shoots him, the bad guy goes flying. He hits the wall and he he knackers up the plasterboard and all the plasterboard starts breaking and they cut away very quickly. I did not notice that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I replayed that twice. Because <laughs> the first time I watched it, I thought, oh, is that blood? Because it suddenly goes darker on this white wall. I thought, is that like a blood splat? Are they using squibs? Now replayed it. It's the plasterboard that breaks. Uh, and then he shoots him, doesn't he? he? Goes, hey, forget the sandwich, and walks out like you said, as though he owns the place. And then this this weird montage of him just walking around everywhere <laughs> for no yeah. reason whatsoever. Well, and he's he... got such a swagger in his walk, yeah. he's just bowling around. He's just like, okay, now who is this man? Yeah, look at me. I just shot three people and killed them. I ordered a sandwich and I didn't even fucking buy it. That's me. That's what that's <laughs> what he's doing, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, fix his, uh, but then um, he goes to the police, and there is an angry police captain. <laughs> I wrote, "Good man." I wrote my my note in front of me now is angry captain. <laughs> yeah, um, even though Wong isn't a cop anymore, we know that much now. Yeah, at least we know we he's, did, yeah. We don't know what he does for a living now. Solicitor, maybe. <laughs> or, 
but you know, he works in an office and he's not a cop anymore, which gives him carte blanche to just shoot people in the head. Yeah. Uh, and get away with it. Angry Captain's just like, oh, you got to stop doing that. <laughs> That's about it, really, isn't it? He was, he was sort of the cliched angry captain, though, wasn't he, this guy? Yeah. Then, then we get we get taken um, to inside the cult compound mm. of Yarakunda and yes. his and his. Uh, throughout the entire film, I never caught a name, but I'm just calling her Karma. Sec- Karma. Karma. All right, I'll st- I'll probably just call her the secretary because <laughs> she was doing some secretarial work later on. She's a bit like a like an evil Floella Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> I. I hope people get that reference. Yeah. If you didn't, please please Google Floella Benjamin. Um, he's busy inducting um, <laughs> this uh, this wealthy industrialist Templeton's daughter into the cult, and Karma just gives this brilliant mm-hmm. <laughs> look at the end of the seat. I only notice it because I had to go to the loot and I paused it, and she was just giving it this. I should have sent a photo over. Just this like mm-hmm face. Just like <laughs> her acting all the way through it is just. It's worth the price of admission alone. Yeah, she, it really she is. Steals several scenes. Yes, she does, and I think already at this early point, early early point of the movie, we should point out the absolutely incredible, intrusive soundtrack that this has got, that just repeats oh. itself ad nauseum all <laughs> yeah. the way through. I've got a later note about that, but uh, we'll get to we'll get to that. No, but the point I was going to make, yeah, this film, this is what my point. Where I paused it with a mm-hmm face, and I was just like, looked. I was like, who is this fucking Leo Fong guy? And found out this film has a sequel called Blood Street. Yes. And 1988, and Richard Norton is a bad guy, and it's on YouTube. Oh, my word. <laughs> Guess what we may be watching. <laughs> it's that shocked silence. <laughs> We need to watch these things before the aliens kill us all, mate. That's the thing. Exactly, exactly. Get them all in. Um, okay, we we go back to the film, and Joe Wong is in another cafe, and they make him. <laughs> is this chi- is this chicken leg soup? Well, this is one thing before then, mate, because we've like you see, we met Karma and what was it, Yarakunda, who is yeah. Cameron Mitchell, who does look like the Dark Sith yeah, Lord yeah. from Star Wars. This is what I was just like. I didn't. Click that it was Cameron Mitchell at first. Even I didn't. On the cover. No, I didn't. Um, but this is up there with Robert Zadar as a as an Asian character in Samuel I Cop. Because <laughs> I'm assuming he's supposed to be some sort of Asian cult leader, Yarakunda. That seems like. Uh, and he seems quite tan in it. He, he yeah. strikes like he's playing an Asian character, where Cameron Mitchell is not no. Asian. <laughs> <laughs> So that may be wrong, but Yarakunda yeah. is Karen Mitchell, which I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't until his second scene I realised it. But yeah, Dave, chicken leg soup. Yeah, me one? too. Yeah, before then, mate, though, mate, oh, we, right. we see we see Templeton, um, Karen's um, dad and his wife, you know, her mum, in their big posh house because she's run away to this cult, hasn't she? And they um, yeah. they get a, his, her mum and dad get a phone call from the university that Karen was attending. And then, like, a dad picks up... Well, the phone rings, and if you remember, mate, a dad says something stupid like, that's probably for me. I'm expecting a call from so-and-so. Oh, yeah! So, I'm the, fucking the big I am is. Yeah, yeah, it's me. Silly the, little woman. Don't even yes. make towards the phone. That's no. for me. The phone's ringing. It's important. Obviously, it's not for you, woman. It's yeah. for me. 
<laughs> I can tell by the ring that this phone call isn't going to be for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> this is an important call. <laughs> not one of those women phone calls. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> this is business. <laughs> Sit down. Go and make me a drink. <laughs> but his, his character's like that. So then it's a call from the university telling them that Karen has been missing from the uni for two weeks. All right? Yeah. Two fucking weeks. And they then they wait. Yeah. They wait two weeks to phone her There's that. Up. And wouldn't the family, like, aren't they in touch with her? I know, like, uni students, they go off and they're not in touch with her. But two weeks is a long time, isn't it? That's a it? bit of a long time. And um, Templeton's wife's reaction is amazing because she, <laughs> she just goes she, she does like this freeze frame thing of going really like goggled eyed and just goes oh my god and it just yeah. like it pauses on her face <laughs> that karen's been missing um but anything could have happened like she could have run away with a guy yeah, anything anything we don't know we don't know yet um then there's another pointless scene. We had, you know, we had the pointless montage of him on his long walk. There's a pointless scene of him watching this Chinese dragon dancing around the streets, which then oh, that, just stops. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so that was obviously just to fill up the running time. That's why. Yeah, in case you didn't realise Leo Fong is Chinese. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> let's shoehorn in a scene with a Chinese dragon. You should have had Cameron Mitchell looking at a fucking dragon. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, like I said, he goes. One goes into an, another diner now, and I mean, this is this happens a few times during this movie. He shouldn't go into diners. Every time he goes into somewhere where food or drink is served, bad shit happens. He should just avoid them. But I thought, um, I thought, well, he orders soup and fries to start with, right? Which I think is a bit of a weird combination. Have you ever ordered super no, fries? I, I would, I could, if someone put it in front of me, I would eat it together. I could, you know, don't yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I could, I could eat them together. But although I haven't ordered them, then he does get a bit cocky because then he asks for chopsticks. Obviously, you're not going to eat soup with chopsticks, but I guess you could dip your fries in, like you just said. Still a bit showy, though. Yeah, you could. You don't need to eat fries with chopsticks either. You'd pick hmm. them up. Now, I thought at first, I had to rewind this, that he'd asked for chicken no, chicken and pea soup. And it wasn't chicken and pea soup. It was, no. It was chicken feet soup. So then you see the chef with a live chicken, <laughs> and he puts it down. And you don't, don't get me wrong, you don't see this like kind of cannibal holocaust style. But then he, he picks up this machete and like hacks off this chicken's feet. And then it cuts to cuts to, to um, Fong, like digging in uh, into his bowl of soup with these like I think it was like four chicken feet in it, wasn't it? As these women yeah, are watching him, trudging out of it. it was, oh, it was, yeah, and I bet they did kill a chicken. But they I probably know did. Any, no, no animals were harmed at the end of a film thing at the end. So although I turned it off, the movie the credits started. <laughs> but did you notice in the in um, in the diner the rest of the clients in there were all female? And there was one that was giving him. She, oh, looked, like... she looked Western and was, you know, she was probably like in the 50s and was giving him sort of disgusting looks. But then there was these two sort of younger Asian girls that were sort of eyeing him up. They give, were give... eye fucking the hell out of him. They were giving him the glad eye. Yeah, God. He's just like walking down. I was just like, only this bloke, this 50, this pushing 60 year old man, could be so arrogant as to write a scene where literally it's a cafe full of women and all the heads except one turn. <laughs> He walks in. It's like, 
<laughs> not the best shape of his life. He will be 60 in the sequel. In the in my own eight sixty, will be sixty then. So, That'll but be uh, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, they all you know like oh yeah, that sixty year old man, he's got it. <laughs> look at him, look at him eating those chicken feet yeah, with, his, with his chopsticks, seductively <laughs> licking a leg of a of a dead chicken. <laughs> but he, it's, he doesn't he put like a whole chicken foot into his mouth and starts crunching it. There's yeah, nothing yeah, sexy about that, mate. No way. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe maybe for. Uh, Chinese people, I don't know. <laughs> oh, he's got that foot in there. Oh, look at him crunching. Oh, the, the the chicken toenails, beautiful. He's he's so horny. That's <laughs> <laughs> what that song's about. It's, a, it's about now we know chicken feet soup and Leo Fong. Yeah. Anyway, yes. yeah, he he's interrupted by crime, um, and there's a recurring couple of characters who. I first seen stealing a purse off an old woman. Um, he bets the shit out of him and says he doesn't want to see him ever again. He will repeatedly, during the course of this film, gives the purse back. Hmm. But Templeton, the father, mm-hmm. he witnesses them get this purse back he and does. decides um, um, Wong can help him get his daughter back, still not knowing any of the circumstances of her disappearance. No, or who... He's just assuming this yeah. 60-year-old man can help... <laughs> Or who he is, or what he does, or you know where you know where he lives, or anything. It's just he, yeah. sa- he says to his chauffeur, Templeton does, James. I think I can use him, and then buggers off. Doesn't get like the guy's details. Oh, it's also at this point we find we find out that Fong cannot drive or park a car. A car. Yeah, it's a bit like a... this. In... A bit like Frank Dreb in this. Yeah, but not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he just he just like goes up on the curb, hits posts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but yeah, he, he makes no attempt to actually say, "Hey, excuse me" or anything. He's no. he's gonna do it the long way round. So um, and he does because he finds his office, doesn't he? Yep. Um, before that, I um, the cut. We'll go back to the cult, and she was um, the uh, what's her name again? Oh, Karma. Karma. Yeah. Yeah, she was doing secretarial work. Not many cults have a secretary, except Scientology, I guess. <laughs> Maybe this cult of enlightenment thing is Scientology, just in disguise. Maybe so, yeah. Yeah. Caraminda is like Elvon Hubbard. <laughs> Actually, I don't. Think, I don't think yeah. this is the sort of film that's got like a dual meaning or anything. No, we don't have like Tom Cruise of sort of in an uncredited part or anything, do we? Yeah. No. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, Templeton finds uh, Joe's office. He's in his office, just stuffing his face, wearing a vest, like many sixty-year-old men do after their main jobs dried up. Um, <laughs> and they've just they've just um, saved a woman's purse from being stolen as well. Yep. Um, I like how. Still, oh, go on. I'm still unclear what Joe does at this point in the movie. Yeah. Still unclear what he does. It's not been made obvious. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was gonna, when um, Templeton goes into Joe's office and Joe has um, a receptionist, and the recept- receptionist offers. Um, Templeton a magazine to read and she says oh you know we've got martial arts we've got Weight Watchers and blah 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 I thought wouldn't it be great if she just ended it with you know and we've got Razzle or (laughs) Reader's Wives you know you can have a look at them as well if you want to unfortunately she didn't it's weird though Um, he said that he's wearing a vest and the the whole office that the office is like trashed it's as though it's been robbed isn't it that you know the, the place that he's in yeah, yeah, it looked like an absolute dive. Yeah, so 
and he he agrees. He's a bit of a prick about it, which is a running theme. Yeah. Um, during this, he's a bit of a prick to Templeton, but um, yeah. Then we go back to the, the the cult, and we get the first exterior shot of a cult, which reveals it's two sheds. <laughs> it's two shitty sheds. <laughs> In the first of two Monty Python references, Arthur Two Sheds Jackson, whatever. It... <laughs> <laughs> this, but... I get two... yeah, we couldn't do two sheds. <laughs> <laughs> this all before this as well. Though, while they're still in the office, because Templeton comes in, if you remember, and he sits down and. Um... He goes to Fong and he says, "My daughter Karen has been missing from university for two weeks." And he hands he hands Fong this massive, it's like it's bigger than A4. It's probably like an A3 photograph of Karen. Um, and I then, love if he had that in his wallet. He had that on <laughs> it's a picture he always carries around. <laughs> it's um, and then Fong takes it and he, it's uh, you know it's it's been told it's my daughter Karen. She's missing. She's been missing for two weeks. So Fong says, "So do you want me to find Karen?" Of course he fucking wants you to find her. What's he gonna nah. say? No, I've laminated it and I want you to wank over it. It's, what's he gonna say? <laughs> for fuck's sake! That's an early sign of his um, his, his deduction techniques. Oh, do you want me to find her then? Like, oh my god, how thick can he get? But yeah, the um. The, the the cult's headquarters were just mind blowing. Yeah, um, and they do a lot of gardening and a lot of hoeing. <laughs> They've all got hoes. Um, and then this is when um, oh, this is when older uh, Karma comes into her own here because she just like she's fucking screeching at him about oh, all sorts. This mate, this for her, this is probably her standout scene where she gives a speech where she's stood framed in this window as the <laughs> as the cult are out sort of stood in this field ready to plough it and Karma stood there and it's it's probably like a two or three minute speech. Oh she goes on, yeah. Oh on and oh and a range of emotions are just never start. It's they just it's it's awful but strangely hypnotizing, which is probably the effect she was going for. Yeah, and then she just got stuck going, Yarakunda, Yarakunda, and she's by the end of it, she's like snarling, like Yarakunda. She is. It, like, oh, she's like Reagan in The Exorcist. She's like that. She's <laughs> possessed. Yeah. But um, then we cut to Joe, who must have had to use a map or something because he's at a gym. <laughs> he's in a boxing gym, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking first time he's been in there in a while. Um, he's in there just for <laughs> like, um, because we get some sort of like little soupçon of the story which is um about the boxer character like very undeveloped fred williamson didn't want to do it um boxer <laughs> character there's some shite about fire fixing um yeah yeah uh, it was it's very brief um i wasn't paying much attention it is to it. it is he, uh, he should have taken the fall in the fight there was there was 200 grand 200 grand on this fight and he says, you know, why aren't loads of people here? Oh, no, we keep it underground. You know, it's just for the guys with the money. Um, the guy should have taken the fall, didn't, doesn't give a shit about the money or anything. So, obviously, Joe goes, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty handy with his fists and doesn't give a shit. He could join my team of expendables. Yeah. Well, it's more of a dirty dozen at this point, you know. That's what dirty five. We're <laughs> not being racist. <laughs> 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 just realised I'm talking about black guys. Yeah, you know. No, not, he's not... <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, um, 
Now, is Joey's advice to talk to um, um, the girl's friend? Jill. Jill. Jill, yeah. Her, Karen's roommate at university. Karen, sorry, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. Name. Um, and there's, like, when I say there's an immediate cut to, um, it, was it the <laughs> mum telling, telling him? Yeah. Literally, you should talk to, you know, and it's like, you're looking at Joe when she's saying it, and then it's like, like that, snap, boom, you, and, he, and he's talking to her. It's like, it's such a fucking, <laughs> just like, what a cut. He's just like, immediately talking to Jill. Brilliant. And that is when I find out 18 minutes into a film, and I couldn't believe it was only 18 minutes into a film by this point, but he's a private investigator. They finally, fucking, <laughs> finally feel the need to tell us what Joe actually does. <laughs> and also, um, in the next thing we find out the name of a cult. It's uh, the Cult of Enlightenment. Yes. Um, and they say it's a bit like Jonestown. Well, mm. Wong's going to make it Joe's town. Oh, watch okay, out. That, that could <laughs> A better, a better tagline. And then Joe beats up... <laughs> he beats up just unrelated thugs um, who've gone near his car. That's got nothing to do with anything. It doesn't know, but, but do you remember when he sees Jill, right? Because he goes there. So, Mr. Templeton, Karen's dad, who's going, oh, Karen's been missing for two weeks, blah, 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 find her. So, Fong goes to um, Karen's roommate, Jill... And remember, keep in mind constantly, like, Templeton is like a multi-millionaire, doesn't know where his daughter is or anything. Jill, she knows all about the cult, knows all about Yarracunda, <laughs> goes, oh, yeah, she's been talking about this cult and, you know, this this guy called Yarracunda. Um, but I, I don't know where the cult's based, though. It, and it's called, you know, gives the name of the cult, but I don't know where it is. Um, and even says it's at Unity, I think it's called Unity Village. Um, but I don't know where. I haven't, that... got, I haven't got a precise coordinates. That's the only information. That's it. Yeah, but it's but it's called this, right? So please keep that in mind because that's going to be very important in just a minute. Yeah, I don't know if this information is any use to you, but the entire. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Here's lots Every of information. Yeah, lots of exposition. Even though this multimillionaire doesn't know where she might be, but she's talked about the cult and it's based at, at Unity Village, and the cult's called this, but we still don't know where she might be. Um, he then walks. He walks through the university and he goes into a class where you see a lecturer in front of a blackboard, old school. Who's talking about the cult and Yarracunda, <laughs> right? And writing it all on the blackboard and explaining it to the class. Still, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, who knows? And still nobody knows where Karen is. Who, who's got a fucking clue at this point? It's a fucking it... university course <laughs> about where Karen is. <laughs> the name of a course is where Karen is. Here's this dodgy cult then that Karen's oh, been talking what, about. What course are you going to do at college this year? Well, I could do business finance i could do like uh, filmmaking i could do advanced trigonometry and mathematics yeah. or i could do where karen is <laughs> because everybody knows except karen's dad <laughs> and fucking leo fong who's being paid to find her so then so he's in he's, he's found out all the information from a roommate he's found out from a lecturer who's given a bloody <laughs> class on it in front of all the classmates who look so piss bored they obviously know all about it anyway oh yeah that cult just up the we, road yeah we found we found out who karen was and where she is like, <laughs> you know three months ago First so, lecture. Yeah. So then, watching hope movies about Karen. So then, you know, a whole backstory. 
Fong, in his wisdom, go, oh, it's Jesus Christ. Where could she be? Where could she be? I've not been given enough information. <laughs> Goes back to his office and he's, he sees his receptionist and he, you know, imparts everything that he's been told by Jill and the lecturer and the whole of the fucking class <laughs> and says, oh, it's a, a unity, you know, and it's this cult. And I, you know, I don't know, oh, she could be anywhere and it's somewhere called Unity Village. So what does she do? She picks up an address book and goes, uh, uh, S-T-U-U, Unity Village. Oh, yeah, it's here. It's just up the road. How did... What? Why did nobody... Oh, I, uh, who are you looking for again? Karen. Oh, I know Karen. We go way back. Yeah, she <laughs> rang me yesterday from the old... Uh, from Unity Village. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's having a blast. Yeah, it's five yeah, miles up the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. problem. Yeah, I'd lunch if you couldn't have yeah, but he's weird. <laughs> he's weird, isn't he? He's blind. He looks a bit like Cameron Mitchell and then, you know, the Dark Sith Lord, but what the hell? It's... I didn't know. He, I, by the way, I didn't realise he was blind until his final scene in the film. <laughs> I mean, it was probably about three quarters of the way in when I realised he was blind too. It literally, his last scene, we'll get to that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so then, yeah, yeah, everyone, so... like literally all everybody of San knows. Francisco know where she is. Everybody knows about the cult and everything. And then, yeah, that's when he comes out of his office and he, he um, catches the guys stealing his hubcap caps. Oh, for fuck's sake. But then he... They knew. They knew too. Oh, they did. They, they were stealing his old caps going, God, I've heard about that weird cult just up the road. <laughs> I, I've heard yeah, they've taken Karen, somebody then. called Karen, yeah. Yeah, I know Karen, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Used to go out with her, fuck it, yeah. <laughs> she's, a, oh, she's a weird one, she is. Um, but this is, I said earlier, mate, that, that, that Leo Fong should stay away from diners and everywhere. Where does he go? He goes into another bloody diner, doesn't he? Where the black boxer is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And do we get our um, we get the purse thieves back again in this scene as well? We do the purse thieves who are like pissed as they are all the way through the film. Who just they just want to fight basically, don't they? And a fight ensues, and the boxer beats them up. And Leo, have you seen? Right, the boxer punches one of the drunk guys, and this is another a bit that I watched twice. So then I think I think it's Leo does a I could be wrong actually a punch or a kick. And it looked like it had been speeded up because this guy goes oh, flying right across the diner. Oh, excuse me, as I'm hiccuping. Um, but yeah, these these two guys that were stealing the hubcaps and appear in the diner, they sort of they appear quite a few times, you know, as we as we go further on into the movie as well. Comic relief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, we're back at the cult. Um, we're not. Garrican... No. Oh no. Oh, oh. no. I yeah, I thought I did quite extensive notes. Oh, no, mate. I, I'm, I'm missing key scenes. I wouldn't want to miss it. I've got to remind you of this, because now he's building his team of expendables. So you think, oh, okay, so it's the, you know, the boxers could well be one of them. Before he gets to the cult, we have another scene of him. He's not walking around this time. He's driving around. And he drives, and you see these like really scrawny teenagers fighting. And there's two of them having a knife fight. Chico is one of them. Um, and, like, Fong pulls up in his car and asks this random guy, he goes, hey, who's that kid? And he goes, oh, he's... Oh, Ch- this bit, yeah. yeah. This is fucking he, weird. He's Chico, yeah, yeah, you know, he's rock hard. He's, you know, he's, 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 he's the kid on the street, and so on. He goes, oh, oh yeah, he... because I was, I was thinking maybe he's grooming him. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't have been out of place in this. I, I was going to write that down, but the scene was over so quickly and it moved on. But this is, I mean, this is a theme all the way through it, though, isn't it? There's so many, like, really quick bang, bang, bang scenes, and you're going, well, 
did that mean anything? Does that? Because some are totally pointless, and yeah. and some are like proper exposition and mean something that you've got to remember. But you don't know which is which while you're watching it. But this is one that you've got to remember because why he picks this scrawny teenager to be part of his Expendables gang, I've got no idea. Because he watches him for literally like about ten seconds and then drives off because they hear um, the, cop, cop, the cop car siren <laughs> come and everybody runs away. But that's it, Chico's in his mind. Then, yeah, then there you go, mate. Then they go back to the cult. Yeah, really, that was a key scene. But as you say, some scenes are so quick. Yeah, you know, I was just like, all right, I'll just move on. Um, I did not. I did make a. I did make a note on this scene. This is um, Cameron Mitchell, Yarakunda. He's just now. All his followers are in earshot, right? Um, and but, he's yeah. just spouting nonsense. Um, well, they're he, sat cross-legged, aren't they? What in in front of him? What two foot yeah. in front of him? Cross-legged. Yeah, yeah. And there's a red shirt guy at the back. We'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Yarakunda says the sentence, his secretary, Karma, repeats it on a loudspeaker. He says the sentence, she repeats it on a loudspeaker. It's like, we can hear you. We can hear <laughs> you perfectly well, Yarakunda. You don't need it repeated you're, on a loudspeaker. You're two feet in front of us. Why is Karma repeating it on a bloody megaphone? Why? Yeah. Now, the guy in the red shirt looks a bit pissed off, and he's like, he gets roughed up a bit by Yarakunda's goons. Mm-hmm. And um, in the end, Yarakunda just grabs a loudspeaker and talks some more shite into it. Um, there's another Joe can't drive well instance. Yep, T Junction. He's yep. all over the place at that, isn't it? They they keep reinforcing the fact that he cannot drive. Yeah, he's uh he's pretty crap. Um, and this guy in a red shirt, we go back to a cult, tries to make a break for it, and it turns into a bit like before it's going to turn into fucking Planet of the Apes. <laughs> That's a great. I never thought of that. Because like, like he makes a break for it and he's running and like the goons start to and then like a fucking horse appears out of nowhere. They're on a horse. In fact, it's a background of a cover. Like um, the guy of a horse like nah, 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 and like fucking net will throw out or something. But no, they they just but that's um, it. But Joe's, Joe's I, watching it, this as well. He is watching it, but can I put it to you though, mate? So you're you're in a cult that you don't want to be in. You're in this field. There's, there's nothing for miles around, right? You've got two burly security guys watching over you, and you want to make a break for it. And you're thinking, oh, come on here, maybe I could run and make a break for it and do it. But then there's a guy on a horse. Did he seriously consider that he could outrun a horse? <laughs> but, like, what I was just like, okay, they've got two sheds. Whether, you know, like, I'm not even getting into where they keep all the people of a cult. Where they keep a fucking horse? <laughs> the horse has got one shed, I guess, or ha- at least half a shed. <laughs> where do they keep the rest? Where does someone else go? I'd hate to think maybe it's some sort of weird cult induction thing that the horse is there. I don't know. I'd, I hate to think what could happen with that. But uh, Joe's going undercover. As? Did you notice the name? No, actually, I didn't. Ah, he's going undercover as a journalist, and they ask for his name, and he gives the name of Jack Chan. Oh. No, not Jackie nice. Chan, just Jack, Jack Chan. That is very, uh, that is a very good idea. And within about thirty seconds, he's rumbled. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. coshed and tied up. Uh, yeah, he, um, yeah, he's just thrown into a room with red shirt, subdued. Red shirt. Guy. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't got his name. Um, He's just dragged in there for that escapee. Hmm. Um, and we, we get this fucking scene and they're out in the garden and doing, you know, with a hose. Um, 
not the good kind, the gardening <laughs> kind. Um, and they're doing that thing, you know, like, oh, I'm working so hard. Oh, the sun's beating down. <laughs> oh, I collapse. But they're doing it with this woman, and she's working so hard, and she's doing all the, oh, I feel so faint. And she looks up, and it's a really overcast day. <laughs> like, you can barely see the sun coming through the clouds, and she still fucking collapses. Like Her faint's good, though, because she does, like, face plant into the earth. Yes. It is a really good thing. There's no sort of, oh, well, I'll do like this this false feint and then sort of like try and break my fall with my hands. She does go like face first into the dirt. It is, it, yeah, it's, it's very impressive. It is it? good. Yeah, it but, is good. But she, it obviously is like, come on, it's not that hot. No, definitely not that hot. All right, what have, what, what, what have we next? next oh, yeah, this is... in the interrogation scene. Yeah, by the secretary, Karma, and goons. Hired goons. Yeah. Yeah, um, they don't get much out of him. They punch him a couple of times. She bites his ear and leaves him. Gives him gives him, gives him the titular, the titular, even a low blow. I say titular because she wasn't wearing a bra. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, gives him a low blow. Needs him in an ad. She does. It's like, okay, so you've got an interrogation scene. He's handcuffed. He's in it, right? Picture this. He's handcuffed in a chair. You've got, the, like you say, the two goons watching over. You've got Karma there, and she wants information from from Leo. And you go in. Um, I'm calling him by his real name. It's Joe, isn't it? Joe Wong. Um, wants information from him. So the first thing she does is bite his ear. Then she goes all hardcore and pulls his hair. And he goes, okay, and then she knees him in the balls. I was expecting some sort of, you know, hostile sort of situation and weird tools being pulled out and all this kind of stuff. But no, that, that, that's about a knee to the balls is as heavy as it gets. Yeah, yeah. They sling him back into the room with red shirt. Um, the next scene, I was quite scared of a year. I couldn't have... It's probably worse than the sex scene would have been. <laughs> Because they, they, they escape, don't they? They start a fire. Yeah, this, yeah, that's just before they escape. Yeah, yeah. Red shirt, um, they start a bin fire. They hold a bin up to the door, and they get out. Um, uh, Joe's shit car won't start. It finally does, and they escape. Um, sadly, this is not the end of the film. Unfortunately, not. It could have been. It could have been, but no. I mean, because that's another sort of running um, theme through the movie as well, isn't it? He can't drive, and his car is really shit as well, and won't start. Yep. That is it. Um, now, I don't know if you've got anything else before Joe is back at his office, but um, his secretary was like, oh, you've had a ton of messages since she's away, you're away, and hands him to him, and there's four. There's four messages. That's a ton of messages. Two of them are probably from her. One of them was from him. Right, mate, you, you've missed. And I, I thought I probably missed something. There was a little bit. I, ca- I can't believe you've missed this, because I sent you a photograph of this. <laughs> this oh, yeah. When they're escaping. <laughs> so so it's, it's Joe Wong. And red shirt escaping, they eventually get his car started. Now we've talked about this um, in in many a previous podcast talking about movies. Um, an eighties staple of any car chase is you suddenly drive through a load of empty boxes. Now I took a picture, mate, didn't I? And I captioned it with, "This is the most gratuitous ever drive through." Empty cardboard boxes ever, and they try and sell it by the fact. Okay, so well, if we put a forklift truck by the side of these boxes, 
it's okay so the trucks like drop them off on this pallet because it's a massive pile of boxes i could have <laughs> picked i could have picked up the pallet and all the boxes with my bare hands because it, it would have been that light it's there for no reason other than oh look it's the 1980s we can drive a car through a load of cardboard boxes but it's probably the best example you will ever see of this happening yeah, and he sells it like a fucking champ. He sells it like he's been shot. I've, he flies he, forward, doesn't he? Yeah, I bet he got fucking whiplash and like that age. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he sells it like a champ. So, um, now, these people that attack Joe's home. By yes. the way, Joe lives in a very s- similar place to the cult compound. It could almost be said it was on the other side of a camera. But, uh, <laughs> now, w- w- were these cult the members of the cult that found him? I presume that they were, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, it, it, it's a long scene, this is. Um, and um, I, my next note is him beating up the car, which I will get into. Um, is there anything before he beats up the car, which is one of the most hilarious scenes of the it film? It is. That is definitely one of the best scenes of the film. Yeah, it's. Um, I liken this scene. Um, it's a couple of, you say it's a couple of bad guys from the cult that are chasing him. It's if if listeners think of um, the scene in First Blood, where Sly is hiding from all of the cops in the in the woods and he's, yeah. ta- he's taking them out one by one in various means um think of it like that but he's in this sort of abandoned village um and for some random reason he decides to jump through a load of the wood to attack one guy he keeps attacking these couple of guys like loads of times different ones um he grabs one by the throat um and then suddenly a load of really cute puppies appear and and start licking one of the bad guy's face when he's down on the floor. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, so where did this come from? That you've just you've just been hit and, and decked to the floor and you've got some nice, oh, look, it's cute puppies licking his face. <laughs> and then it just carries on with more fights again. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's definitely one of those what the fuck moments. This film needs a break for women. <laughs> <laughs> it does, which it Funny. never gets. It never gets. Uh, oh, dear. Okay, can we get to the car bit now? You can get to the car bit now, please. So he starts beating um, this car up, and it's like he's beating it up in slow motion. The, the cultist baddies are in the car, and he starts build, beating up with a two-by-four. Yeah. And then a, he grabs a grinder, and then he's going at it. And this is a photo of a back of a DVD, so which luckily I didn't notice, because he's got safety goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> the, gr- the angle grinder is conveni- conveniently placed by the car. Um, yeah, it's, it's all fueled up. Like you say, mate, safety glasses. Yeah, obviously, I buy it. Which, which you know, I, health and safety s- first. Whenever you're going to uh, try and cut a car up with bad guys in, yeah, protect your eyes. I didn't see eyes. him put them on, but they're like all of a sudden he's wearing safety goggles as a, as the sparks and the angle grinder fly. I was wetting myself. I was like, brilliant! Oh, what a yeah. tough guy. Well, don't want to get any. <laughs> Got to be careful. <laughs> you're not even doing it for any reason. Just drag him out of the car and beat the shit out of him. You know? <laughs> Stupid old man. And then he he literally cuts the top of the car uh, the car off, doesn't he? Drags the bad guy, out. but he doesn't kill the bad guys. They just no. like run off. He just wanted to you know scare them. Fucking pointless. Yeah. Um. Okay, so in order to assemble this group and to help, and by the way, he's still got to help save Templeton's daughter. What does he do? He organises a fucking tough man contest, and it and no expense is spared in the fucking ditch that it takes place in the muddy pit this is after as well he'd walked into a poker room <laughs> trouble seems to follow joe wong 
he walks into a poker room. As soon as he walks in, this fight happens um, where a character called Fuzzy gets pissed off, this really big oh, guy. Yeah, uh, and then he has a fight and he sees Fuzzy and he goes, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. He could, he, you know, maybe Fuzzy could team up with Chico. You know, th- that sexy little teenager I saw for like 30 seconds who was having a knife fight and, you know, the the black boxer and we could we, you know, we could rescue Karen. And then that's where he gets the idea of having this tough guy fight, like you say, in this really shitty, muddy ditch in the middle of nowhere, which is... And then people are having a... You know, people are, OK, let's find who's the tough guy so you can join my team of Expendables. But there doesn't seem to be any rules because, like, partway through, two ninjas appear with knives. Yeah, and, and going, also, come on! Also, everyone's wrecked. I was just like, meanwhile, the girl he's meant to be fight, fight you know, he's meant to be looking for? What about her instead of organising this glorified piss-up? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bit of a dad's fucking thrilled. Oh yeah, have you found my daughter? Oh no, I just ordered a giant, organised a giant piss up in a ditch. Yeah, yeah. we're all. I thought just... that's the best way to do it. <laughs> we're all just gonna get wrecked and fight each other. And we're gonna watch ninjas with knives, and then there's other people that can have sticks, and then others. No, you can only use your fists. And, and also, and also then... going back a minute. Just sorry, just to go back a minute. He was at the compound, and he was escaping, and there were two sheds. He was in one. Couldn't he have just gone and got the fucking daughter from the other <laughs> It would have narrowed it down. Was well, he still was. not 100% that she's there? Is he still not? I don't know He's yet. no idea. Literally the entire population of San Francisco has told him she's there. So I don't know. The, this... A, the A3 fucking photo. I still, I still can't place what she looks like. There's this one... one other shed. And these immaculately ploughed fields, because that's all they do all fucking day, is plough this field. There's nowhere else she could be. It has to be there. Oh, dear. But it, we've got, like, say, we've got these ninjas in this, like, fight pit. Um, and then we've got this <laughs> we've got this blonde woman who's wearing these 1980s um, high-cut pants and, like, bra top who's, like, kicking ass as well. Yeah, who joins yeah. his team? Oh, oh yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, and she, um, yeah, she kicks ass, and then the two uh, Percy's remember them, comic relief. Um, they're there, just getting absolutely tanked like everyone else, and then Joe sees he's like, oh, you two again. He just chucks him in the, um, into the pit, and she beats him up too. <laughs> Which Joe, it's almost like bored, you know, like okay, they've done something bad. They shouldn't have snatched that purse, but it's just like it's borderline bullying now. They're just there to have a good time. Yeah, she's um, got big muscles though. She does, she yeah. does. Um, so yeah, the, this is how Joe is um, deciding his dirty dozen slash expendables. Yeah. Um, and he's built his team up. But then, do you remember it, it goes to they go back to the cult scene? Yes. And talk and talk about like pointless scenes. This film is like it's just full of like pointless scenes, or guessing which ones are pointless ones or which <laughs> ones will actually progress the plot. It's up to you to decide as it's happening. You see, you see this really muscly black guy working out with these weights. Oh yeah! And then Karma sort of walks up to him and eyes him up and down, and he's ripped, you know, and he's he's glistening in the hot sun and and, and pumping these weights. And then she sort of she gives him this hit to the stomach. <laughs> it has no effect on him, you know what I mean? He's like a yeah. man mountain. And then she she sort of gives him this cheeky look and then says, "You're very pleasing," and then walks away. And that was it. Yeah, no, not cool. Go back to again. I missed you. You broke up. I missed you then, mate. Hello. 
Hello? Oh my god, don't- Gone. It looks like he's gone. I'm gonna add him. Let's hope um, the alien invasion hasn't hasn't gone all the way to there. There could be these Donald Trump lookalikes could be taking Tom up into space as we speak. Um, you're listening to this live as it happens. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop, stop. Sorry, I'm, I'm. You're there. I, 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 have, I wasn't there at all. Um, whatever you were saying, I've missed. Oh, I was just saying. I was telling the listeners now that. I was scared, mate, that you could have been just abducted and whisked up to space by Donald Trump lookalikes. Internet connection problems there. Um, right, I I was, I will repeat the last bit, um, Yarrakund Innerfield singing to himself, and the following line of dialogue is, how is purity? Pure. <laughs> he keeps... Brilliant. No, the Someone thing is... Fortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it was Leo Fong. <laughs> <laughs> I keep... I was getting mixed messages all the way through this because Yarakunda kept referring to karma as... And in, in, it, actually, in, in uh, one scene, he says it in the same sentence. He says, oh, I think it's my, my, my wife, my daughter. What? Oh, okay. I'll just, just stick with secretary. Yeah, I think that's a lot safer, mate. He's, you know, he's probably safer not to be arrested saying secretary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but purity uh, isn't pure. She's currently being sedated in the uh, in shed two. <laughs> um, now purity's dad. We finally get back to him. He's understandably pissed off. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And Joe just blows him off. And I mean. He's just like, oh, you know, the police of the FBI could help. And he's just like, no, they couldn't. Mm. Uh, yes, they fucking could, considering the whole world knows about this cult and where she is. They could have easily sorted this ages ago. Yeah. But no, Templeton has to hire this mad 60-year-old bloke. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he just pretty much blows him off and walks off. Yeah. He's, yeah. Had, he, you know, he's had enough by now, definitely. Yeah. We get another pointless Yamakunda scene. Um, he's he's just going on. Everyone is blessed. Blessed are these. Yeah. I honestly thought he was going to say blessed are the cheesemakers. Oh, mate, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Because... <laughs> it, was like, ble- it was like, blessed are this, blessed are that. I was like, say it, say it. <laughs> that was my exact thought. I'm so glad you brought that up. Because I was thinking the exact same thing. The police say blessed are the cheesemakers. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a, I've, that's the only uh, point of that scene just, <laughs> just to laugh at I think um, and at, at this point um, he's, Joe has finally assembled the Dirty Dozen or the Expendables yeah. um, also he's calling the um, the boxer bo- boy a lot and it wasn't until right near the end it was because um, he's the, bo- the boxer is calling him China Man and he's calling him boy it's just like they're being a bit friendly racist to each other but I didn't pick up on that for ages I was just like <laughs> I was like, this Joe's supposed to be the good guy. He's just calling that black guy, boy, loads. <laughs> what, what a hero. It's like fucking Clint Eastwood in, uh, what's it, uh, Grand Trino. <laughs> so what's, what's going to happen now? I know all the listeners are, are of on tenterhooks now. They're going, okay, so um, Joe's got his band of expendables. Can Can he really save Karen from this cult? What's going to happen, Tom? No, I think he'll fail. <laughs> he's gonna get... I, I don't think he'll be able to find her. <laughs> he's, 
he's only got it's just the one shed to search. Well, actually, no, there's still the two shed, the one he was locked up in. They could have moved it to shed one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have confused him if they'd have moved it to the other one. Most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> so um, yeah, they, yeah. They storm the compound. They do. They're, you know, this is you know the big finale of where the Expendables storm the compound, like you say, mate. Yeah. Um. Although. Joe seems to do the bulk of the work himself, rendering this entire recruitment thing a bit pointless. But yeah, you do see Chico oh. though. I mean, because this is the scene, right? It's like I mentioned earlier when you know he he pulls up in his car, and you get sort of that thirty-second scene right at the beginning of the movie where he sees this Chico knife fighting, and he goes, mm, "Yeah, that teenager is pretty handy with a knife. I'll I'll hire him." You never see Chico again until this bit, <laughs> and then he appears, and you go. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, I've forgotten all about him. Chico. Chico, he's there, and he does fuck all. So what was the point of his character? It's like you say, it's like Joe does the majority of the work. Oh, yeah, filler. Chico is filler, mate. <laughs> Poor Chico. Oh. Have, you got, have you got any notes on the actual um, fight itself up till the Yamakunda scene? Um, I have... No, because the only note I've got during the fight thing... I mean, because nothing sort of standout happens. It's all sort of very by the books. Um, I've got... The, the next note I've got is when Karma is with Yarakunda. Is that the next one you've got? Yeah, he... And, and like, why what, what even bother hiring, an, uh, you know, like, Cameron Mitchell for this? Because she just fucking shit kills him. Yeah. It's like, after all of that, she shoots him in the face. Yeah. And it's like... I. I sort of get it, you know, they likened it to Jonestown and, you know, the, uh, the guy, what was his name, whatever his name was, um, who was, that, you know, running that, you know, he killed himself, you know, to mm. to protect the cult and all of this. But, um, yeah. But then, okay, did I miss anything? This is what I need to ask you now, mate, because she shoots him, right? Kills him, obviously, because he was shot in the face. Yeah, she's very sad about it, by the way. She has a tear down her cheek. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, because there's a scene previous to this, and it goes back to you know the line that I said you know about when he when Yarakunda says to Carmo, you know my wife, my daughter, all of this. They're in bed together. She's scant- oh, yeah. she's scantily dressed, and he's lying on top of him. Yeah, he's got like a, a nipple out and a bit of, a bit of tummy. It's yeah. like, that, that was too much. I didn't need to see that. What's what what's going on there? What is well, going on there? Okay, nothing now. But um, that, but this that... was the scene when I realised he was blind. <laughs> that he can't see that he's going to be shot in the face uh, but what happens did I miss what happened to her all I remember <laughs> is she she shot him in the face this thing's still going on and the whole expendables are trying to save Karen and they get Karen and bundle her into this van and go yay we've saved Karen there's nothing else about the character of Karma. She's no, there. No, I feel like I feel like something's been cut because my note was then they win really fast because that's it. It's happened yeah. so quickly, and we don't we don't go back to uh, we don't go back to Karma at all. Was this were they thinking in the back of the minds going? Oh, we could set up a sequel here, and you know now. Oh God, if she's in the sequel, <laughs> Karma's the head of the cult. Oh, Would no. this be it? Please no. Um. My note for this bit last, well, one of the last scenes is Joe returns purity of Karen to her dad in a scene bereft of any emotion whatsoever. <laughs> it's like you don't feel anything. It's just like, here you go. Yeah. And like she walks, you know, they walk over and then the dad like picks her up. It's like, she, it's, she was fine. Yeah, she can walk. You don't have to carry her. She's in her 20s for God's sake. 
<laughs> so yeah, just didn't feel anything. And then Joe and his receptionist secretary um, decided to go to Vegas randomly. I didn't think there was any sort of like um, love thing going on with them, even though she's in like two scenes. Yeah. And yeah, but his car won't start, and that yeah. is how we finish the film with and the credits rolling and his him turning his car over a few times trying yeah. to get it to start. The end of the running joke of his car won't start, and it just slowly goes. Slow and slow. Car won't start, and that's it. Credits. There we go. Low blow. That yeah, that was. That 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 was it. That was it. You know what, mate? I know we don't um we don't give thumbs positions on these um, crapmas uh, episodes, but I have to admit, after after watching this, I am so intrigued <laughs> to see. Blood Street. The yeah, we have to. The second, 1988, the second, the second movie with the character of Joe Wong. The fact that Richard Norton is in it as well is like, oh my god. Um, I think this could well be um, another another movie that we cover in this Twelve Days of Crapmas. Yeah. I think listeners would want to know their their sound. We've got you know we've got the odd chocolate left, a couple of mince pies, um, maybe two glasses of <laughs> sherry left in the bottle. Please... And, when, uh, and when Dave's referring to the odd chocolate, he doesn't mean carbon. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit strange, yeah, Dave. But it's... <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. <laughs> So uh, yeah, let's let, let's carry on. Maybe at some point during this Christmas uh, holiday period, yeah, yeah, uh, finding out the further adventures of Joe Wong. Yeah, I I can't wait. It's yeah. it's on YouTube. It is, yeah, it's that, accessible. So. Yeah, that's how I watched it. I know you've got the DVD, mate, but I watched it uh, on YouTube. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's on there if you want to watch it. If you're interested in what we've said, yeah, uh, well, yeah, both yeah, both of them are so. Uh... Mm. So I know the next time, you know, um, day three, we go on to the the uh, Sunday, the twenty seventh of December tomorrow. Gee, God, Christmas is going by too quick. Um, it's it's my movie choice, and I'm, obviously we're not going to give that away now. You've got to uh, download and listen to the next episode to find out what that is. Hopefully, you know, you're all having a great Christmas, uh, as are we. Like we said earlier, haven't we, mate? It's pretty good. It's always nice to have it. Christmas. Is always good. It's always a nice holiday, isn't it? Yeah, very nice, and even better that we get to see uh, Leo Fong in action. It is, oh. and 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 soon Lee, a an even older Leo Fong. <laughs> we will, I think, before these twelve days are up, we will. Uh, we'll have to visit Blood Street, mate. We're going to have to take a visit point. to Blood Street. Yeah, and we'll uh, update you on his uh, antics there. Um, but for now, obviously, you all you, you all want to go and uh, watch the Christmas television now if, after you've been listening to this. But before you do, Tom is going to tell you uh, all the details of how you can find and follow us online, aren't you, Tom? Of course I am. It's 80spicturehouse.co.uk is the website. Contact 80spicturehouse.co.uk is the email or the contact us form on the website. Twitter at 80spicturehouse, facebook.com forward slash 80spicturehouse, Instagram, Pinterest, Reddit, the 80s Picture House. Please leave us an iTunes review by searching the 80s Picture House or if you're really listening to on iTunes even easier um, five stars yeah <laughs> that's no choice oh we'll send Leo Fong round or maybe Karma Karma yeah yeah Karma's still out there she'll come round yeah yeah that's it so yeah five stars or, or Karma that's it so yeah with the what's and you know we've got a couple of hours well we've got about four hours left of Boxing Day mate anything uh, special lined up for tonight uh, I'm just going to touch myself a bit that's it. But that's no different to any other night, you know what I mean? It's Christmas, you've got to do something different. Come on. Uh, I'll probably just order a 68 with some tinsel. 
That's fair enough then. Yeah, it is Christmas after all. <laughs> okay then, right. Uh, uh, <laughs> until, until tomorrow, um, like we said, the twenty seventh of December, we will be back in your ears again tomorrow. Is what we'd love to hear. Actually, I should point this out um, again. Um, if you are listening to these episodes on the day that we release them, if you've listened to this on Boxing Day, please tweet us and say anything just just tweet us and let us know you've listened to it um and why the fuck are you listening to us on boxing day <laughs> when there's other things to do but it would be nice to hear um or even if you're listening to us you know after boxing day and it's still during the christmas period we would like to know but we will be back tomorrow won't we tom with another film which will be my choice um will it be up to the standard of low blow who knows <sighs> Keep those, sub- keep those subscriptions active and you will find out in 24 hours. Um, the so 27th of December as the well. The 27th. That's it. I mean, that always pisses me off because that's... I know you still, you know, we're all... Well, most of us are still on holiday. It's, you know, it's a Sunday for God's sake. Most of us are still on holiday. Um, but Christmas is end sort of Boxing Day for me, really. It's always, that's it. Until you yeah. get to sort of New Year. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're getting into that middle bit, so uh, we'll yeah. talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, and what's going to happen with it? The first contact happened today, like we said at the start of the show. We've got these Donald Trump lookalikes. Um, Bill what, Pullman's the president What now. is Bill Pullman going to do? We don't know. I'm going to go, you know, we've been set up here for, this has taken, God, now, almost an hour and a quarter. We need to go downstairs and check the news, mate. Anything yeah. could have happened in an hour and a quarter, you, you know. As listeners have, have found out, we've had a, a couple of recording issues during this. You've dropped out a couple of times. Um, you know, I, th- I thought at one stage that you had been abducted by a Donald Trump. You know, luckily and, and gladly you weren't. So um, who knows what's going to happen by tomorrow? You know, it's we don't know. We'll, we'll give you a news update and um, my movie on uh, day three of Crapmas tomorrow. Um mm. But until then, yeah, mince pies, sherry, the last of the turkey now, mate. So uh, let's say goodbye and disappear, and we'll be back with everyone tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Do, do, do. do, do. Oh, no, it's done. <laughs> It's it's finished ringing already. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, a brief one today. Oh it's almost in, almost interrupted my game of ring domination. <laughs> oh my, that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I'm not even going to go there. It's, the entire, it's the, an entirely inappropriate name for a bonus game in WWE Supercard um, game on the Android. Ring domination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't think that one through. No. Do you get any extra points for anything around the rim? Anything like that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. WWE games.